Welcome to the Practical Church Revitalization Podcast. We look at revitalization in real time, examining the ups and downs of revitalizing and replanting historic and legacy churches throughout New England and the U.S. Now here's your hosts. Hey, welcome back to the Practical Church Revitalization Podcast. I am your host, Don McKinnon, pastor of Legacy Church in Sutton, Massachusetts. And today's episode is going to be discussing um, something that has been really on my heart for a while, and I'm trying to um, I'm trying to kind of figure out how to describe this. But um, as I have been in uh, seminary, working on my degree, coming down the final stretch. Um, I have had a lot on my mind, Um, so much so my my office, and I think there's a picture up on the um, Facebook page for the Practical Church, Uh, my office looks like a a college professor's office, that's what a lot of people say, Um, I have not been able to have any meetings in this office in close to eight months because... um, it's just been sort of a catch-all with uh, the repairs and updates we've been doing in the church, as well as uh, my books for college and for some of the stuff I've been uh, researching. Like some of you know, I have this um, uh, healthy obsession, I'll say, with the Strauss Howe Generations book and trying to um, really finalize a, a an idea for the church within that, um, <clears throat> you know, it's looking at how the church kind of goes through these things. And actually, um, if you look at that picture, you'll see I have a church history book on my desk, and that's been the uh, class I've been doing this term, and it's really solidified a lot of these ideas and theories I have uh, going on looking at the church through uh, periods of the Enlightenment and the Awakening you know, the awakenings and different things that we've had. Now, that said, um, you know, like over the last few months, I've really had some good discussions with some pastors um, locally. Uh, of course, my time is is stretched. Um, my friend, uh, Dr. Gary Moritz, um, who's a professor at Liberty and a uh, pastor uh, here in Massachusetts, he would say, um, my bandwidth is stretched. Um, it's, it's beyond pretty much probably beyond what I can give up right now. And, um, it's caused me to have to give up some, some ideas and stuff, things that I have been wanting to do, things that I feel need to be done. And so, um, this week, actually Monday, I received an email from, Uh, Midwestern, and it was one of those things where I have been being told because uh, just the mindset I have and um, the ideas like that I've shared here, a lot of a lot of people um, at my college, my seminary, a lot of the professors have felt I should go on to get a doctorate, but in all honesty, if I'm honest right now. my wife 
and my church need me. I'm in a revitalization. This church is not healthy at this point, at this game. Um, it is um, still working towards health. It's kind of like, uh, you know, working through, if you've ever seen a movie where um, the hero goes down um, due to something and has to rebuild their lives. I'm thinking of Rocky. For one, um, you know, there's that great montage in Rocky Four, where after um, Apollo dies and Rocky goes to Russia, it shows where um, uh, Drago has all the latest tech and he's he's able to exercise with all the latest tech, and Rocky is exercising uh, basically just old school, you know, uh, carts and. And, you know, he's lifting up rocks and all sorts of stuff. And that's kind of like where this church is. You know, we're, we're in that training montage. We're not ready to go. And so as, as tempting as it is, as much as, you know, I'm, I, I do think maybe down the road God wants me to uh, work on getting a doctorate and um, going in that road, um, I cannot, in good conscience, uh, say yes to that because this church needs me. My wife needs me, and um, you know, I, I began seminary. I mean, as it is, like a lot of people have told me, um, I've I've just you know, I'm gonna finish my degree in. Let's see, I began in May. Uh, no, I began in March of 2020 and I will finish it in August of 2021 so 17 months and a lot of people are surprised I'm doing it in that amount of time and um you know it's just I I I'm a workhorse that's it you know pure and simple but that said um it has made it so that I can't really get together with some some pastors and get some encouragement um i have not been able to really um not even just that but um you know i'm i'm bivocational too um the church cannot pay me uh to go full time right now so i'm having to work also and i work at a school um and so that's that's really adding up to uh, a lot of my stretched bandwidth at this time because I'm putting in hours there and then I come back here and uh, as my darling wife would say if she was here with us on this broadcast she would say that um, there are nights that I do not go to bed until uh, 10 well not even 10 10's, 10 still kind of early but 12 o'clock 1 o'clock are the latest I've gone to bed while doing this um, stretch and so i had begun during the pandemic so schools were closed uh from august from uh, march to august so i had i had time to kind of start but then um i really have a an obsessive uh, personality <clears throat> if you know anything about obsessive personalities uh basically if i was um if i was the type of person that would take illegal drugs uh, I would instantly have an addiction and so um, 
that is uh, the, the the personality I have. So, in this case, it, it is some, it is somewhat a healthy obsession in education, but um, I need to I need to um, put my wife and put my church <clears throat> first, and so um, I will be uh, ending the spring B term next week, and I will begin the first summer term, summer A, uh, the following week, and if all goes well, um, I believe it's August 19th of this year will be my last day as an an academia. That said, why do I bring that up? I bring that up because, um, you know, as I said, there, there are some people that have talked to me, some people that have brought up to me a lot of things, and a lot of those things have been um, what we are supposed to, you know, what are we supposed to be doing as a church, as pastors. Um, and so the one thing that the pandemic, I think, has um, really kind of shown us is that we miss gathering together. Um, we miss gathering together as churches. We miss gathering together um, as, as people <clears throat> in these things. Um, yes, it's great that we could do um, virtual conferences, and everybody's talked about that. But, I mean, we also hear of terms like, you know, uh, people are getting tired of being on Zoom. Um, they've got Zoom burnout, you know, um, virtual meeting burnout. All, all sorts of terms have come out over uh, the last year about this and so people are wondering what's going to happen how are we going to do things going forward um you know my state now august 1st uh is the date to officially open up other states have officially opened up and so it kind of brings in a lot of you know what's going to happen um you know we're looking and seeing that there are some um you know, some conferences that have still canceled uh, for <clears throat> next year or for this year and hoping to do it next year. Other events have also canceled. And what's going to happen? How does that go? And so um, this brings me to this. As, as we hear, uh, we see a lot of podcasts out there talking about um, what is going to be the new normal, and how is this new normal going to be, and what is this new normal going to end up? I think we have to look at it um, with a lot of old school type of stuff going on. Now, if you're hearing voices, I don't know how well this mic is picking up, but um, our church uh, hosts a couple of little leagues in our uh, field back there. One of the one of the replanting. Um, missions that a lot of churches talk about we're letting uh the local town and leagues um use our field to play sports so if you hear anything going on that's what's going on back there but um anyway back to back to the thing where we talk about like how all these um conferences go on and you know i've heard a lot of things um about the conferences, you know, um, they're good, the bad, you know, we know that everything has pros and cons. And um, one thing that I've talked to 
with veteran pastors. And what I mean by veteran pastors, I mean pastors that have 20, 30, 40 years of experience, is they miss connecting with guys on a local level. And when we talk about local level, we're talking, you know, in your state, in your region, maybe, you know, mo most favorably within a 15 to 40 minute travel range and be able to get together for, for something that really energizes them. Um, I've heard a lot of stories. My own elder here has uh, served for 35 years in the church. And um, he's he's shared with me a lot of those similar stories where um, he's gone to these dinners that would happen all over and churches just, um, you know, shared the load like, you know, his his church would host it and provide the meal and then have a speaker get up and preach into the lives of the pastors and elders of the churches gathered to feed them, not you know, not hit them on certain points. Um, so this this kind of goes with what I want to talk about. So my first point right now is iron sharpens iron. You know, why would we do these conferences? Iron sharpens iron. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Well, Don, we have um, T for G. We have the Gospel Coalition. We have Shepherd's Con. We have, but those are national ones. These are theological based conferences. We have replanting conferences and church planting conferences throughout the country and even on local levels. But that is not what we're getting at in this. You know, those are good places to get information and ideas. But at the same time, like I used to hear from one of one of uh, the pastors I worked with, uh, he said, you know, he, he was attending a church planting conference and he said, this is the last one I'm coming to. And I asked him, I said, why? And he said, because it's always the same thing. It's always the same thing. And he's like, Donnie, the more you are involved in churches, you're going to see this that it's the same thing if you're not you know like one thing about he as he pointed out to me one thing is if you're not one of those guys that's in with the guys that are planning these conferences and everything else um you're kind of out of the loop you like to meet the 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 celebrity pastors and and get uh, ideas and and have them speak into you but at the same time what happens for some of the smaller guys that are not connected they're hearing the same thing spoken he told me again and again by different guys several different guys over you know the years and you'll always hear the thing that the big thing is the abcs i know that there's <clears throat> excuse me i know that there's different um connotations to it but it's basically always going to be the way i've memorized it is abcs it's always going to be what's your church attendance what's your building project and what's your cash flow and um if you're not if you're a pastor and you're only speaking to x amount of people you're a horrible pastor that's that's how he put it you know you're a horrible pastor that's how he felt um these conferences were were teaching him and um he was like that's it i'm i'm not going to any more of these conferences ever again because he just felt that um that was it and he did not 
want to become a part of those conferences anymore. But what we find out is, you know, when I'm saying iron sharpens iron, when you have one of these conferences, <clears throat> a pastor can only speak to a pastor in ways that hit home. And what I mean by that is that um, they're going to speak to where you understand. They're going to speak to your situation. And they're not going to tell you you're a horrible pastor. They're going to tell you how to be a better pastor. They're going to preach uh, God's word. Because, you know, we're spending X amount of time trying to prepare sermons and Bible studies and other things for our churches. Especially if you're a church replanter or planter. And you've got so much that you're doing that's what you see happening in a lot of these um, conferences. You know, a lot of these people are just sitting there, um, you know, they're, 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 they're dry. They're like a motor that just keeps on going and needs time to be turned off and have an oil change and, um, you know, then be restarted and go for the next three to 5,000 miles. And a pastor is going to be able to do that. And, and it's kind of like when you look at veterans, you know, <clears throat> speaking as one, you know, I'm, I'm a veteran. Um, I, I am a pogue, as we call it, a person other than grunt. I never saw active duty overseas in a war. You know, I never was placed in a war zone, but I am still a veteran and I can still share stories with veterans about the bases that I was on. And we know what we're talking about. You know, when we talk a certain way, when we talk in certain lingo, um, we understand and there is that brotherhood and fellowship that's there. You know, I, I just used one of those words to you, a pogue. Um, you know, that's, that's a term we use um, to describe my, my situation, my station. But this is the stuff that we have to understand as pastors, you know, we have that, you know, you can, you can play baseball, you know, if you played baseball as a kid, you know, in high school, and you have another pastor who did the same thing, you're going to be able to share those same stories. And you're going to be able to sit there and understand. And so when you're in with these pastors, and you're having these meals together, and, and talking, but you're, you're going to be fed both spiritually and bodily. And um, that's the thing. The spiritual side is we need that. We really do. And a lot of pastors today have bought into this um, mindset of, you know, well, I can't. I, I've got my family and I've got my church and I just don't have the time. No, you got to make the time. You have to make the time. Pastors in the past did, and I think one of the reasons why we look at the statistics right now, where one in ten pastors that start today you know, are going to retire as a pastor, is because they are not taking the time to meet and be fed by other pastors in this way. You know, and again, like I said, that mindset that's out there where we see, you know, people going to these conferences and these conferences are making us feel bad about our station. That makes people unwilling to then connect in this way with other pastors. And the truth is, there are good pastors out there. There are good pastors 
that we can meet and become friends with, and they're not going to make you feel bad about what's going on. And they're going to feed you with new ideas. And we all know that not every idea works. I mean, one of one of the saddest things as as I've heard in the revitalization is, you know, we look at the books on church planting, and they basically all tell us the same thing. But they're telling us the same thing, and one thing that they're not telling us is what things they changed that worked for the area they were in, because there is no cookie cutter solution. And so. This is where the iron sharpens iron. We need to get together with pastors locally, find out what's going on, find out um, you know, more about the area that we have been called to be the pastor of and find out more about what it's going to take to bring people into the church. Now, that leads me to the second point, a good segue. second point is it's pure networking on a local level. Um, and let's be honest, pastors love to connect. You know, I don't know a pastor who does not have a business card. Um, I have, I have business cards. Uh, Eric has business cards. We all have business cards. Um, and why? Because we like to connect. We like to connect with somebody and talk with them and share, you know, Hey, this is how you can get in touch with me and different things. Um, but when you're on a larger, when you're going to these larger national conferences, it becomes harder to connect because you're going to meet people and you might meet people that are going to be able to help you get missions teams to your churches. And that's, that's one thing that I like about it because believe me, uh, legacy church needs mission teams right now to come and help us in the next year. You know, for 2022, my goal is to get one or two missions teams here to help us put on um, a, a VBS and um, get some work done around the church. But on a local level, it's a whole different game. You know, um, when we have these local conferences and meetings, um, it's usually, um, how would I describe it? Um, it, it the conferences are in a larger area that's more than that 15, 20, 25 minutes away from your church. So you're not, you're not always going to be connecting with those guys um, in similar ministries. And, and so those barriers are built up. But when you get together on these local levels, those barriers are brought down. You're able to talk. And that's the great thing. That's why I, I kind of almost gave it away when I was talking on the Iron Sharpens Iron but it's true, like, you know, a lot of these conferences, as I've talked to these guys, uh, these local pastors, it, it's like the one thing that they remember is being able to sit down to have dinner. They're at a table. They're usually with the their pastor or, or their elders, but um, there's usually another pastor or other elders or something that are there, and they're able to talk and connect and find out, hey, what church are you at? and how this strengthens them and, and connects them. And um, they're able to build up those friendships. So then, you know, hey, if you have an issue, you know, if you have something that you need to talk to, you're connected with that guy. You know, that, that guy's going to sit there and, you know, again, I know COVID has stopped all this stuff, but you're going to be able to connect with them, go out for lunch with them, go out for coffee with them. You know, I, I remember um, I met this guy, um just as this this thing was starting um i met this guy anthony miller he's a pastor uh in shrewsbury 
and um, I don't even know if Anthony listens to this, but um, you know he's a good guy, and I've connected with him, and I've stayed connected with him through Facebook. But um, you know that's one of those things is is we had talked about getting together, get grabbing a cup of coffee, and then COVID happened, and of course you know Starbucks and and um, Dunkin' Dunkin' uh, I almost said Dunkin' Donuts, um, Dunkin' um, closed off uh, having being able to have coffee and, and everything inside the buildings and it's pulled that away and that's the thing that's really ripped at me because I, I am the type of person I need that kind of fellowship to help me you know be able to talk with a guy on a local level in that way um, and, and connect and you know that's the again that's the one thing that I've been finding out is this is the thing even younger guys are sitting there saying this this whole pandemic has just taught them how much they have lost um, within the last 13 months that this has been going on because they're not able to meet on that same level with these guys they're not able to be re-energized and this is the thing you know it's going to be networking it's going to be energizing it's it's all the things that we miss and again you know we look at how these national conferences these you know i'm, I'm not saying really anything bad about them you know i think they're needed uh, my father-in-law is an elder at his church in weymouth massachusetts and he, is, you know, he, his pastor, uh, he basically encourages them every year to go to Shepherd's Con. And they go to Shepherd's Con, and um, it's something that, you know, he's he started to send to me, like, you know, you guys got to go to Shepherd's Con. Now, I don't know if my 71-year-old elder here is going to be able to go to Shepherd's Con. You know, he's been a pastor for 35 years. He retired. He thought he was just going to come to this church, as he said, and, and uh, sit back and uh just be fed and then he realized god moved him here for that purpose to to be the person i needed at this time but at the same time um i'd love to get him to go i know he'd love to go um just yesterday him and i were listening uh in in the car on the way to gillette stadium while i was getting my shot um we were listening to a conference tape and uh, as soon as it started, you know, you saw him readjust himself in the passenger seat and just lean in and really hear. And he was pointing out stuff that, you know, he's sitting there. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm going to be 72 on Monday and I'm still learning stuff, you know, different things. And that's the good thing. You know, that's the good thing these conferences do. But at the same time, we need to be preached at. We need to be fed. We need to make the connections um, so finally, the last point is this, um, and that's taking the reins. And this one's kind of self-explanatory, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's just my area where we're not seeing this type of thing going on. I don't know if, um, you know, what's going on. I know I had talked to one guy and there was, there was one conference, there was one group that was trying to meet quarterly um, but they were all on what we call the South Shore area of Massachusetts. So they were all out in the eastern part. I am in central Massachusetts. I am in Worcester. But there was a group that was meeting, um, doing this stuff. 
uh, having the dinners and having the, the preaching and stuff, and they were doing it on a quarterly basis. But um, the last one, I think uh, one of my friends, I had, I had talked to him, one of the pastors I, I networked with um, from there, and he told me that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he had told me that um, they had not been together probably since um, December of 2019. So, um, you know, <clears throat> that's one of the things that goes on. And, you know, he said, I don't, I don't even know if they're going to be back together. I don't know what's going on. I haven't, I haven't seen anything, you know, they have a, he told me he's like, uh, there's a Facebook group and I haven't seen much advertised about it. And he goes, so I don't know if they're even going to get together, but this is what is going on. So it's taking the reins, you know, um, if your area does not have one of these, um, and this is something that you are thinking about, you may have to take the initiative, you know, and um, I would say if that's the case, then the simplest thing is to gather like-minded pastors and men and start the process. So in other words, if this is something that's interesting you, interesting you it's, it's interested you with the idea, the thing that you should do is you should start contacting some of the pastors in your area that are within that travel range that I've talked about and just, you know, start putting it together. Like my, my elder, uh, you know, uh, Warren, I'm going to name him Warren. Um, one thing Warren has told me is um, how they used to do it in the one that he was a part of was uh, the pastors would get together and either one of the pastors would uh, be asked to preach that, that week you know, that month. Now, they did it on a monthly basis. doesn't have to be on a monthly basis. You know, I think you can do it monthly, um, bi-monthly, or quarterly, and I don't think it should go anything um, less than that. I think, you know, I think uh, four times a year is the least amount because um, you're probably, you know, think of it, like I said, think of an oil change. You know, you're, you're changing your oil, the oil in your car probably every three months. So, you know, that's what you need yourself. You need that spiritual oil replaced every three months. And so um, you look at this and, um, you know, just think about how this goes. Um, so you're going you're gonna to want to gather some people. And, and again, you're, the time that you're going to do this is going to probably be based on the time um, you know, how many churches you have, you know, if you have a lot of churches, you might do it on a, um, monthly or bi-monthly basis, uh, depending on, again, it's going to be a thing of, of the food, you know, are you going to, um, charge for the food? And do you know, you know, do you have a kitchen team, kitchen staff that's going to be able to help prepare the food or are you going to do, um, catering or, or however? So there's a lot of planning to do this, um, as I'm sitting here and, Honestly, um, part of why I'm looking forward to my graduation is I'm thinking of getting one of these started probably for September or October of this year. And um, I have been thinking to myself, am I going to ask our kitchen staff to, to cook or am I going to look about catering? Because I don't know how many pastors I'm going to have and I don't even know who my speaker is going to be, but I'm trying to figure that out at this point and um you know that's one of the things that i think we need to do um but 
you're going to you're going to have to figure that out. So as you're gathering the guys and then that's the other thing you want to figure out is the speakers. You know, are you going to bring in a speaker? You know, do you know a good guy who um might not be so much locally but <clears throat> he's a good speaker, good guy that speaks to the hearts of pastors and really lifts them up and you're going to want to have him there to speak into your church, you know, into not your church, but into your pastor friends that are gathered there. And then secondly, um, are you going to, are you going to like work it out so that um, your church is not the only one that's doing this? Is your church going to be the one that's going to um, start it off? And then you're going to say, you know, at the, at the first meeting, you're gathered with the guys and you lay the plan out will you sit there and say, hey, you know, this is something, I, I don't want this to be a yearly thing. I want this to be an ongoing thing. I need this, guys. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, are you going to sit there and say, hey, I'd like to propose it that um, my church hosts the first one, but, you know, Pastor Bob, your church hosts the second one. Pastor Phil, your church holds the third one. And, you know, Pastor Carl, your church holds the fourth one. And then we can decide, you know, from there, we'll plan during one of our planning me meetings to discuss the next four churches for the next year to host um, these meetings. So that's it. That's all I've got for you, you know. Um, I hope this does good. Please, 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 please. I know that there are people listening, and I would really appreciate to hear you comment um, on wherever you've connected with this uh, podcast, whether it's on our um, PCRP um, Facebook or on uh, one of the other uh, Facebook pages that we um, link this to. But this is something that I've really felt is a need and um, something that I really hope we will um, hear more about in the in the very near future. So. With that, I'm going to say God bless, and I will see you.